Hello. Hey, Andre. What's happening? Hey. <laughs> A lot is happening. Um, uh, hi, everyone. Welcome to Scary Talk episode 48. We are two episodes away from episode 50 and also like, what, two weeks away from the end of the decade. So hopefully episode 50 lines up beautifully, like Y2K style. We do something extravagant. The whole world blows up. It's beautiful and poetic. Like, that's what I want. That's what I'm looking at. Um, you want the world to blow up? So, <laughs> I mean, aren't you? Eh, eh, it's all right. <laughs> oh, now, n- now you've found reasons to live. Excuse me, where's the press Shannon and can I have her back? <laughs> um, she's busy. She had a cup of coffee and um, she's working on arts and crafts. So I don't know what to tell you. Oh, we stand. Um, okay, everyone, hi, uh, welcome back. We have um, 57 announcements to make. So Jesus Christ. First, <laughs> um, uh, we have, which you might have already heard in the last episode, um, but now I am I am saying it within the episode itself, not just putting it there. But at the beginning of this episode, you will have already heard um, about our sponsor, Anchor. Um, uh, Anchor is our first sponsor, um, so thank you very much. Um, uh, go check them out. You should have already listened to the ad at the beginning of this episode, but if not, that is um, Anchor.fm. Um, you can... Uh, start your podcast there they have a lot of really cool editing tools and um, we ourselves are there too actually on anchor.fm slash scary talk so you can find us there as well secondly um you can now support us on uh coffee coffee is a uh patreon style uh donation website so if you want to make a like pledge or monthly commitment or anything like that as small as I think like one or two dollars you can do that it's just there it's obviously not mandatory but it's something that we do have to shill out so there it is um uh, oh also remember that we have a youtube channel i always forget to mention this um this wasn't part of my notes but it just came to me now we have a youtube channel Uh, all of our episodes are available there in video format in case you're a weirdo and you can't (laughs) listen to podcasts for any odd reason we don't judge they're there for your uh convenience um uh, something else is uh drum roll please your hello shannon where's your drum roll (laughs) um uh, we have a merch store now um (laughs) insert excited sound effect here um uh, we have our merch store um we're selling a bunch of shit and trinkets so do go check them out um if you like weird shit and trinkets there's definitely gonna be something for you there uh we're we are um uh, selling over 50 different products and the store just went live today so it's really exciting there's shirts blankets um pillows socks there's fucking iphone cases so anything you want basically with our logo smacked on it you can get it there more designs coming soon hey and Um, i uh, i just want to throw it out there but everything you buy on there has been um blessed with the blood of 12 virgin sheep um i can't guarantee whether or not they're virgins but that's what we say um and if you want to start purchasing either me or andre's hair we can um we can talk about that i'm okay with giving up like an inch um in different places yeah i'm not i'm not gonna say yes right now but i'm also not gonna say no to you sending us a dm and saying you want either of our hairs from any part of our bodies (laughs) we're willing to shill anything out um uh, i'm almost done with the announcement so um oh by the way link to everything that i'm talking about is well 
it's everywhere that we have a, a social media platform. The, the main, um, I should make this clear. Link to everything is in our Twitter bio. So we're on Twitter at TalkScary. Link to all these things that I'm talking about, the merch store, coffee, um, Anchor, like everything including all of the podcast platforms we're on is on our Twitter bio. Just click that and hey, it'll take you there. Are we um, still on yes. SoundCloud, Andre? We are not on SoundCloud. Thank you for bringing that up because I forgot to mention that. Um, uh, we have moved hosts, so we are no longer on SoundCloud. Um, we are now on Anchor. I mentioned that earlier. Um, so SoundCloud will still be uh, storing our previous 46 episodes for some time to come. They might come down at some point. I'm not quite sure. But it will not be updated anymore since they're no longer our host. So the last episode to be um, shown there is 46. So from now on, I mean, it really, though, if you didn't listen to us on SoundCloud, which not a lot of people did, usually people listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, usually those three, then it's not going to affect you. Um, every like every single service, again, Apple Podcasts, Google, etc., is still being updated, just not through SoundCloud. So really, it's more of a technical update that only matters to us, not so much to you guys. Yeah. Um, um, but thank you for bringing that up, Shannon. No problem. I'm wondering, does anyone... Does anyone listen to us? <laughs> not does anyone listen to us on SoundCloud, but does anyone <laughs> listen to us at all? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. not really. Okay, um, I just want to make sure because we are we're, we're spreading our seed um, a lot of different places like dandelions. Um, yeah, I just want to make sure because I know that your mom is a big fan, right? Um, my mom said it. She sucks, is. But... She's a big fan. Yes, she does not speak English, but that does not stop her from stanzas. <laughs> okay, um, good. Uh, no, but like, I, I mean, uh, speaking of listenership, I mean, we obviously have our loyal listeners and the, the base is kind of growing every day. This was another one of my announcements. Um, two two things. Number one, like, again, speaking of the listeners, we just reached a thousand followers on Twitter. Um, we're over a thousand followers on Twitter. So yay us. And also, um, uh, we are going to be reaching 15,000 downloads very soon. So everyone keep listening, um, keep streaming. I honestly feel like Mariah right now because Mariah is about to hit number one with All I Want for Christmas is You, um, which like it's never happened, even though it was released 25 years ago. But today, <laughs> like this year seems like the year that it's finally going to happen because oh it's sitting at number three right now on the Billboard Hot 100. And that's what I feel like. I'm like, guys, <sighs> keep streaming. I want to get to 15K before the end of the year. Like, that's the goal. It's <laughs> arbitrary as goal, but that's the goal now. I just decided it's the goal. I, um, I just love, and I'm not trying to be condescending. Like, I truly, truly love that you spend your time watching Mariah Carey's rankings. Um, with her music like that's <laughs> that's dedication you know that's not the that's not the least productive thing i spend my time doing so if i told you half of it you, you would judge trust me but that's all right um so those are the announcements that we have thank you guys for everything um because all these announcements are obviously connected to you to the listenership to all the people that we have downloading listening to the podcast that's why we choose to um spend time expanding like you know the store is part of that like the new host is part of that a number of things are part of that not all of which you guys are aware of but there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes so thank you so much um for listening really that's it thank you thank um, you all and now after this shilling out session on to the episode so shannon what are we talking about today um you know we are talking about 
scary stories, which isn't a subject. It's it's an all-encompassing experience. We're doing a campfire talk part two because we're lazy ass motherfuckers. <laughs> also, we just genuinely like spooking each other and we like spooking you. Um, <laughs> and we like being spooked. I genuinely like like scary stories with a campfire. I mean, the stories themselves don't have a campfire theme, mind you, but just the idea that we're calling the episode that, I love that. <laughs> I love telling scary stories around a campfire, and I feel like this episode is that, but for the listeners, like, we all get around. Yeah. Just picture yourself, listener, right now, like, sitting, sit on your floor, fucking sit on your bedroom floor, and put, like, uh, just, like, a mound of trash in front of you, and pretend it's a fire and, like, logs of wood, and just put on your earphones, listen to us talk. Um yeah so we have some scary stories light your <laughs> light your pants on fire let's go let's get crazy <laughs> don't do that please um uh, uh, <laughs> shannon will you please do us the honor of um uh, spooking uh, the listeners and i first you know i would love to um i do want to think about how i'm gonna approach this though we always have to think before we speak in the right tone i don't remember how i did it last time so i'm just gonna follow my heart um are you ready you think before you speak. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, um, I know. The biggest joke of the century, <laughs> am I right? <laughs> All right. Um I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say either um like sex hotline host or old man. Those okay. are your voice options. Okay, we'll see what happens. <laughs> so this was actually posted one day ago in Reddit Paranormal Encounters. Um Ooh. And I, oh, I, I decided for this episode, we should play a game. Do you, do you want to know what the game is, Andre? Is it a drinking game? Because I don't drink. I'm a Puritan. Yeah, I don't drink either. That's wrong. <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> What's the game? So the game is, I'm going to read the story, and then you're going to guess whether or not it's fiction or it's real. Okay. Okay. So this was posted one day ago. Um, amazing that I just happened to find this and like it because it's really recent um, by user Eternal Fact on Reddit. Um, it's called Grandma's House is Haunted. So let's get deep into this because we know every grandma's house is haunted. Like, that's just a fact. Okay. Avi. All right. When my grandmother moved into her current house, I could tell right away that something wasn't quite right. God damn it. I tried the sexy voice and it just wasn't working for horror stories, Andre. It wasn't I thought working. that was the old man voice, but okay. Okay. You thought that was the old man voice? Explains why I'm single. Um, okay. Let me try that again in a normal voice. When my grandmother moved into her current house, I could tell right away that something wasn't quite right. I could just feel that there was someone else there with us, but who we couldn't see. Probably a ghost. Eh. <laughs> the, that eh was me. It's probably a ghost. No big deal. Um, <laughs> so I moved in with her a few years later because I had nowhere else to go. And about two months after moving in, I had a paranormal experience. I had come home from work late at night and was tired and overheated from working. I also had a headache. So I decided to sit in the living room on the couch in the mostly dark while I cuddled with grandma's cats. The light in the hall was on, so it wasn't completely dark, but it was dark enough not to make my headache any worse. I started to hear a noise that sounded like metal hitting metal. At first I wondered if it was coming from outside. Maybe there was a car accident down the street. I looked toward the window before realizing that the sound wasn't coming from outside. 
then I noticed that there was a male cat on high alert and it was staring intently towards the fireplace. The female cat was gone. She had run away to hide. I saw the fireplace tools which were hanging on the stand, but they were moving. They rocked back and forth, and as I watched in confusion, they rocked more and more violently. I was thinking that it must be an earthquake. But then, I realized the fireplace tools were rocking, but the stand they were hanging on was completely motionless. The, the male cats started growling at the fireplace, and then the entire fireplace tool stand went flying across the room like someone had just picked it up and thrown it. The resulting crash was deafening and the male cat ran away to hide. I reached to the right and turned on the lamp while I stood up. And there was the fireplace tool stand back in front of the fireplace and the tools were still rocking like crazy. I panicked and I thought that something spooky was going to come and get me. And then I heard a voice say, it's nothing to be afraid of. It's only a game. There was a woman in my grandmother's kitchen, a very old woman wearing a green skirt and a yellow cardigan. She had white curly hair. She just smiled at me. I asked her who she was. She just kept smiling and then she vanished. She didn't walk away. She just disappeared. I left right away and went to stay with my parents who didn't actually have room for me. I slept on their couch for the night. I told my family about what had happened, but no one believed me. About eight months later, my brother's girlfriend, I will call her Annie. That's actually what the person said. I'm not just being weird. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> called me and said she was having problems with her roommate and wanted to know if she could come stay with me overnight. I thought this was a weird request because Annie and I were not friends and had never been friends. But in my circle, when a woman calls you to ask for help because she's in a bad or unsafe situation, you help in whatever way you can. I drove to another state to pick her up and brought her back with me. I got her set up on the couch and she decided to watch TV for a while before going to sleep. I went to bed right away. About an hour later, my door opened up and it was Annie. She wanted to know if she could sleep in my bed with me. I was thoroughly confused, but she said that she saw something that she couldn't explain and it made her nervous. I asked what had happened and she started telling me about the fireplace tool stand and this old smiling woman in the kitchen. I hadn't heard the tool stand rattling or shaking at all, but apparently to Annie, the noise was very loud. I should have been able to hear it that night because my bedroom door opened into the entryway from the living room to the hall. I was basically only about 20 feet and one door away, but I hadn't heard it, and I'm a very light sleeper. I only saw the old woman one other time. My uncle died about 10 years ago, and after his wake, I went home alone while Grandma stayed longer to visit with family she hadn't seen in many years. I know my uncle, or his spirit, followed me because I could feel his presence and smell his cologne. The old woman was there at the foot of my bed, just watching me cry hysterically at the memory of my uncle. Her lips never moved, but this old lady voice came to me, telling me that I was safe and that she knows that this isn't a game. I pulled a blanket over my head to calm myself, and when I removed it, she was gone. I haven't seen her since, but I'm sure sh she is still there, keeping an eye on things. <sighs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> what did you think? That's spooky. I, I'm like looking behind my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it gave me the chills. It gave me the chills, so it's a good story. It did what it was supposed to do. It's it's a good one. Good did thinking. You? I don't know. I just like, huh. Do you think it's real or fake? I think it's fake. But I think it's well written. 
I mean, yeah. I think most of the things we're going to read today, if not all of them, are fake. Yeah. But, <laughs> listen, well, <laughs> we're the Bigfoot people, okay? We can't, <laughs> yeah. we can't get hung up on that. Okay, no, I was just wondering, because this is actually the one instance where I don't know. <laughs> um, this person just really? posted it. Yeah, they posted it in a different Reddit, and it got moved to another Reddit. There's, like, a comment about it like them talking to the mod and so i'm not sure if this is a true recounting of a tale or if it's like a creepypasta like i just don't know um so hmm. i guess we'll just leave it on that but i do like the idea of not knowing so um try not to tell me even though i probably think they're all fake anyway it's <laughs> so funny like we're so different like i i'm the kind of person that like needs to know like i need to know shit like i watch the end of inception and i'm like what happens to the pin like i need to know i need closer i need a conclusion i need to figure it out for myself like it's I, it gives me anxiety if i don't like if i don't take a side on something like it's just like i, I need to know where i'm standing um so sometimes even though like there's for example I don't know if you've seen the movie Inception. If you don't get this reference, then... <laughs> but the point is, like, it's a very ambiguous ending to a movie. And even though there's no, like, info out there, either side of the conclusion, or, or rather, there's equally as much on either side, I still make a conclusion for myself. Because otherwise, I'd go crazy. <laughs> um, so it's funny that you're like, I like not knowing what it is. Whereas I'm like, I have to... Well pick a side now it's not that so i, I know like where it to i just don't it. mind not knowing it doesn't bother me because i don't hmm. have like a connection to it i also didn't like inception i know that like a lot of people love that movie but like i didn't like it so hmm. um interesting yeah. well i mean it's not like i have a connection to the story that you read it's yeah. just that i just i don't know i have ocd i guess and like everything needs to be in its neat little box so like i don't know i feel like it helps me like just like process life better like oh this is that this is this like or if i ever found a ghost i'd be like oh things like these do happen or oh things like these don't know what happened like i just i don't know i don't know anyway <laughs> um uh, my turn uh my stories are a little shorter but i gathered a bunch of them so if um i might just read two of mine and then we bounce back to you okay um so um, uh, this is from an article. The I'm gonna like, cite this later on because it's like a mess finding the source. I don't want to make a lot of like paper noise, but the point is that this is a really good article that I found online. It had a couple of really good stories, and from here I gathered some. Um, and the first one I'm gonna read is called "Darkness in the Rearview Mirror." These these stories are posited as real. Um, <laughs> But I mean, what the fuck isn't? So, um, just darkness so you all know, in the rear view mirror. I'm already yes. not sold on this because I don't drive with my rear view mirror. <laughs> I keep it facing up. Uh, well, I'm calling the cops. Uh, okay. So, in the summer of 2013, I found myself driving home. Oh, wait, should I try it too? In the summer of 2013, Ooh. I found myself driving home. Oh my god, um, stop. I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> it's gross. If anyone got turned on by that, please DM me. Let me know. I found myself driving home alone on Highway 902 from a party. It was almost midnight, and needless to say, it was pitch black. As was usual at night, I was on edge. I had the radio off and could hear nothing but the muffled roar of tires on pavement and the dull hum of the engine. Why are you on edge when it's night? Oh, it's maybe it's because it's a really dark freeway. I'm not on edge when I drive at night. Like, I have my highlights. It's fine. There's other cars in the road. I should look up what the 902 looks like. Anyway, 
Um, this guy was freaked out, basically. He says, I stole a glance into the middle rearview mirror and saw nothing but darkness through the back window. I know that I looked backward and saw nothing. I'm sure of it. Just a seemingly endless blackness of the night. I remember it so clearly because not 10 seconds later, a car passed me to the left. Headlights on. I had one of those sudden adrenaline rushes, like when you think you see a person outside your bedroom window when it's just a tree or when you start awake at night with the feeling of falling. Ten seconds earlier, nothing had been behind me. Suddenly, a car. I drove the rest of the way home, shivering and knowing something was off. The next morning, I found two sets of scratches near the back of my van. One was on the left rear, one was on the right. The car was pretty old. They could have been there for months, but that was the first time that I distinctly remembered seeing them. In hindsight, there are two possibilities for what happened that night. Possibility 1, by some glitch in reality or something paranormal, this other car had somehow appeared behind me within 10 seconds of me checking my mirror, like some weird ghost crap or something. However, the second option is what makes my blood run cold whenever I consider it. What do you think the second option is? Um, it was Andre following in a Mothman costume. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> um, uh, oh, similar, I guess. It didn't even occur to me until months after the fact, but it makes me dread driving alone at night even more. Possibility 2. The car was normal. It had approached me from the rear and passed me to my left. However, something large and wide and as black as the night had been clinging to the rear of my car, <gasps> obscuring my view through the window and leaving deep scratches on the sides. And I had inadvertently driven it home with me <gasps> oh my Bitch. god i read this and my fucking panties i was shook okay like <laughs> i can't um <laughs> that's so good that's really good i was not expecting it's that just like I, I i know like i don't care if it's real it's just okay hi everyone welcome to scary talk I don't know about Shannon. Maybe maybe you think a little differently about this. I don't give a fuck what's real and what's not. <laughs> I know some things I I think are real, but a lot of things I kind of don't or dismiss them. But it doesn't matter because it's still the spook feels so good, and I'm so into it that I'm like, this is good shit. Oh, uh, and this is an example of that. Like you're regardless like... <laughs> if it's real, to me, go ahead, go ahead. You're like a BDSM, but for spooky stuff. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Um, uh, like what, what I was gonna say, it's it's. Let let's say it's not real. It's still very. It's concise. It's short. It's sweet. It's like well written. It's it keeps the pace. Like it's and and it does the job. It spooks you at the end. There's a good twist. Like it just, it completes the job. Like giving someone a good spook, I feel it's a process. It's 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 like a it's like a joke. It's like a good joke. You need a setup, and the, what the fuck is the middle called? <laughs> anyway, and then you need a punchline. Um. It's it's the same. Like humans thrive off of stories, whether they be comedic, or comedic or terrifying, and everything's a story. Like even a good personal true anecdote has to be told with some kind of um, structure for it to be understood well and for people to like it and remember it. And and I feel like it's no different with a spook. Like. You know what I mean? It has to be well done. Are we talking um, about the structure of a spook right now? Because that's kind of beautiful. We are talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> we are. I just like, when you think about it, so, I mean, 
when, when you think about it, so many mediums of anything, really, are all so similar to one another. Like, it, it's all structured. I mean, like, the, the structure of a joke kind of mimics the structure of a spook. Both the structure of a joke and a spook are very much mimicked by the structure of visual media, i.e. movies or television shows. Be, uh, although, be it, those are far longer, right? Because those are seasons up and seasons for years and years on end. But, like, it's still... You know what I mean? It's like it's still the same. It's within one season of the TV show, it, it is the same structure. It rises, it kind of flatlines, and then there's a twist, and so there's the climax, but then it goes down. Like it's all kind of the same. Anyway, I'm like going super way off in this tangent. My point is this is well written. I don't care if it's not real, it's good, and that's what I like about the paranormal and like spooky things, and that's what gets me so into it. If I can grab a story and digest it and it does something to me, it like unsettles me, it did its job. Next story. This is called <laughs> Instant Messaging. It all started on the 14th night of March, the night of my parents' 20th wedding anniversary. It was a wonderful sunny day, if memory serves. Surprisingly warm for before the beginning of spring. The beautiful weather was perfect for the atmosphere of the day. Being married for 20 years is obviously a momentous occasion, so my parents had booked a table at our favorite Italian restaurant. Oh my god, was it Olive Garden? Because, ew. Um, of course, this was a formal occasion, so I had my best suit on. It was 5.33, and I was just straightening my tie when my phone went off. I had received a message. That's strange, I thought. That never happens. That's weird. Like, no one ever texts them. <laughs> um, oh, me. <laughs> <laughs> like, why does, that, why does that never happen? Um, also, all these stories, unfortunately, are anonymous. So, or rather, like, the sources are... Uh, like some of them are reddit usernames some of them are not but regardless like none of them have actual like real names as authors and i just didn't bother writing down the sources like the username sources so i'm very sorry i'll i don't know do it and put it in the description but anyway um uh, so this guy never no one ever texts him because he's forever alone and um all of a sudden someone does and he says i checked the message it was from my mom it was quite a jumble of numbers and letters but through the vocabulary stew i could make out the legible phrase please help me it should go without saying that this worried me greatly so i immediately replied are you okay just as instantly i got another text which read oops pocket text i s- <laughs> how the fuck <laughs> uh, i signed i signed with all the relief i had and continued to prepare myself A few minutes later, I received yet another message, this time from my dad. I checked the text, and once again, it was a massive mixture of letters and numbers with the phrase, damn, you're hot. Just kidding. It said, please help me. Oh my Um, god. Concealed within. Creepy. (laughs) Creepy though this was, my dad was always a joker, so I presumed he was just joking around until I was sent another text saying, oops, I did it again. Just kidding. Oops, pocket text. Now, this sparked panic. Pure, unmistakable panic. Exactly half a minute passed when I received the exact same message from my sister. This could not be coincidental. It just couldn't. In a state of sheer anxiety, I started to run to the restaurant. I made it about a quarter of the way before I was stopped by a police officer. Main road's closed, he said. Huge car crash. This was the exact moment I realized just what had happened. I demanded to see the wreckage. A request, I'm surprised, was allowed. When I got there, it wasn't the remnants of the car that caught my eye, not the flames billowing from the destroyed vehicle either. No. I was horrified to see the lifeless corpses of my mother, father, and sister. I asked for the estimated time of their deaths. 
All three of them were killed instantly by the collision at 5.32. The end. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so this is one of those spooky, like, oh, how did they text me if they were ghosts? Which is a thing in, like, ghost folklore. Like, that's a thing. It's, like, a thing in movies, too. I don't know. What are your thoughts? I just thought that was sad. <laughs> I know. Like, I mean, nice I actually, yeah. Family's was... dead. Wow, great. Jesus. It, it is. It is pretty sad, but I don't think. I don't think you like caught what I caught. What is spooky to me is okay. So all text, the jumble of words, and also the oh, just kidding, pocket text, text, both sets of text were both sent after five thirty-two, which is when they died. Um, so <laughs> what the fuck was happening there? To be fair, you kept inserting a bunch of random crap that did not follow the line. So I was just thinking about <laughs> Britney Spears' iconic Oops, I Did It Again. And I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair. Um, uh, my, 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 my point is just like, okay, so sometimes ghosts will text loved ones after they die. Like, that's a thing. Okay, fine. Um... And, and that would make sense why they texted, please help me. Like, oh, please help me. Like, I'll reach the lighter. I don't know what's going on. Like, it's all so dark. Like, I don't know. But then why would they text? Oops, pocket text. Like, I feel like that was like a demon taking their phone from them and being like, no, haha, you'll just rot in hell forever. Fuck you. No one's going to help you. Like, what's going on there? Like, what? I don't know. Interference, you know, like stuff gets jumbled when it's crossing over from the other I, side. That's... This is weird. I don't know. No, I don't. I don't buy that. But um, uh, yeah, it was. It was also sad. But I don't know. I liked it. Why don't um, you buy uh, it? Also, <laughs> I don't buy it because. What do you mean interference? Like, what kind of interference makes a makes makes a phone text like "Oops, pocket text"? Like, okay, that's fair. The, um, <laughs> I just meant maybe. What like I'm the, saying is. I, I just I don't think any of it was interference. I think all of it was like supernatural, like ghosts. My question is, why would the ghost first text help and then text? Oh, actually, no, don't help me. Never mind. Yeah, that's kind of weird. That's weird. I was thinking more of the jumble um, text, but the oops one. Maybe it's like maybe that was sent earlier when they were alive. I don't know. Maybe they were gonna accidentally send a dick pic via fucking ghost realm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, oh also what did you think the creature could have been in the first story oh it was the mothman for I mean, sure maybe it was the mothman <laughs> oh, okay okay well fuck, legit dude cool um uh, your turn <laughs> oh my god okay so i'm gonna read this really long one and then i have a pretty short one after that um which i can wait okay. a few more but this one i'm gonna read is real long i got her from a I think I, yeah, I got this from Thought Catalog. So that's a website where you can post whatever. Um, and so you can decide whether or not this is real or fake afterwards. Obviously yours was fake. That that was totally fake. Um, <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> no, if that had happened and that was real, we would have heard about it by now. Um, definitely fake. <laughs> okay, so this was posted by MJ Pack, May... 24th 2019 it's called i thought i was imagining the noises outside my house until i saw the tracks in the snow all right so i'm just going to read this verbatim and it's going to be really long <laughs> so i hope y'all are ready to buckle up 
Okay. <clears throat> it's been snowing forever. Every time it seems like it's about to let up, the sky clouds over with that flat, white paper look, and down it comes. More goddamn snow. I stopped shoveling the walk after the first two days. My dad was always real particular about his shoveling, so I tried to do the same, but fuck, man. It was useless. I may as well have been that Greek guy with his boulder the way it piled up after I broke my damn back trying to clear a path. Told myself I'd do the neighborly thing and take care of it as soon as the thaw started, but it hasn't started yet, so it seemed like the best idea to just stay inside and stay warm. Make some soup and drink some whiskey. And after last night, drink more whiskey. Kind of a lot of whiskey. You might think that was the problem, the whiskey, but no. I was drunk, but a good drunk. The nice easy drunk that makes your head buzz in the funniest way. I hadn't looked outside in a while. Earlier on, I'd pulled down one of the blinds to sneak a peek and saw only more fucking snow. The whole world was white and it was starting to piss me off, so I let the blinds go with a little snapping sound that made me feel better for some reason. It was getting late, but I wasn't really paying attention to the time. I only knew it was dark out because I hadn't moved from the couch to flip the lights when the gray glow outside finally went down. And the living room was that kind of weird blue you get when your only source of light is a TV screen. Um, I'd spent most of the day hopping from cable movie to cable movie, pretty bored, but drunk enough by then that the sight of Goldie Hawn in Overboard wasn't too rough on the eyes. Um, I, I don't subscribe to what this person says next. Um, they say <laughs> she's an annoying bitch in that one and she's got a mouth like an insane person, <laughs> but she's still pretty hot. So I'd settled in with a fresh glass of Jack pants unzipped in case I felt frisky. And that was when the noises started. <laughs> mm. uh. <laughs> sort of quiet at first. So quiet, I thought it was just snow or sleet hitting the windows. Then a little louder. Then, drunk or not, I couldn't ignore it. Tap, 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 tap. I was right. It was at the window for sure, but no snow makes a noise like that. After I really heard it the first time, I waited to see if it was a fluke. But after a second, again, tap, 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 tap. Not fast or nothing, and not random either. Real deliberate. Tap, 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 tap. Same sound it makes when you drum your fingers on a table if you're restless, right on the window pane of my porch window. Someone was screwing with me. I was sure of it. Maybe pissed I hadn't shoveled the walk yet. Out there, tapping on my window in the middle of a blizzard just to hawk me off. I waited another minute. I didn't turn down overboard in case they were listening close. Didn't want them to know I knew they were out there. I was going to catch them off guard. And when I heard tap, 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 I snapped down one of the blinds, ready to make mean eyes at some punk kid or nosy neighbor. Nothing out there, though. Weird, too, because the tapping? It was on the glass right there, right behind those blinds. I half-watched the movie for about ten minutes waiting for the tapping to start up again, but it didn't. Pretty soon, I drained half the glass of Jack and I was feeling okay again. A little jumpy, I guess, but it hadn't really scared me. Not yet. It was just getting to the part where Goldie really gives it to that snooty teacher when I heard something else. It started quiet again, getting a little louder every minute until I couldn't write off the noise on the storm. This time, I did mute the movie and almost immediately wished I hadn't. It was this low voice. Couldn't tell if it was a man or a woman, but it was low, and it was talking. 
Only that's not right, because it wasn't really saying anything. It wasn't saying words. Just sort of gibbering. A constant babble of sounds and wheezy grunts that meant nothing. And it wasn't like another language or anything either. Like, you know when you hear another language, and even though you can't understand them, you know what they're saying something? Maybe it's the way they say it. But this was different. My dad had stroke when I was a kid. We were out shopping for a gift for my mom's birthday, and I asked him if he wanted to look at cards, and when he opened his mouth, he started talking, but it wasn't words. It was just garbled stuff, and he knew he wasn't saying the right thing, but he couldn't fix it. I hadn't thought of that in years, but the sounds outside, they were like that. That's the closest I can get. Whatever it was heard me turn down the volume, and it got louder, gibbering like my dad that day in April. And for a horrible second, I actually thought it was my dad's voice. But he's been dead a long time, so there was no way. And it felt like as soon as I let go of that memory and that thought, the gibbering sounded less like him, until I was sure, no, it wasn't my dead dad out there on the porch in the snowstorm. I was drunk, like I said, and for a minute, I felt kind of sad about that. My head, it felt kind of funny too. Like I'd been watching TV in the dark too long. The buzzing that was nice earlier sounded more like hornets than bumblebees now. I looked through the blinds again, and there was nothing out there, snowing still harder than ever. And right away, the gibbering stopped. I don't know why I looked like that. I should have been more careful. I didn't know what could be out there. It was okay though, because nothing was on the porch, but I didn't unmute overboard and I was pretty quick to get more whiskey. Um, a few minutes went by, probably the same as before, um, and now I heard something running, full-on running back and forth across the porch, something with big, heavy footsteps and an awful lot of speed. Every third run or so, I'd hear it throw itself against the wooden banisters at either end of the ports, either end of the porch. The wood would groan, and whatever it was would let out some weird shuffing sound, not like it had knocked the wind out of itself, more like it was laughing. I didn't know what to do. I was too scared to look now and really wishing I hadn't had so much to drink. But after the latest last slam against the banister, I thought I heard the wood splinter and without thinking, I yelled, hey, stop. And it did. It got real quiet. The phone was in the kitchen. I should have called the cops, but it didn't even cross my mind because then this voice says, Danny, Danny, Danny. It was the same babbling voice from before, and it made my name sound like gibberish, like my name didn't fit right in its mouth. Danny, Danny, Danny. It wasn't running anymore. It sounded like it was shifting from foot to foot, back and forth, back and forth, fast, like when a kid gets hyper or has to pee. It was right outside the front door. Danny, 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 are you sorry? Danny, Danny, Danny? Are you sorry? Danny, you're sorry, aren't you? Danny? Oh, Danny, your daddy knows. Danny, Danny, your daddy's here. It sounded like my dad again. Ew, what's going on? <laughs> oh. <laughs> it sounded like my dad again, but not really. The way a funhouse mirror looks like you, but not really. Come outside. Danny, 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 it said. Daddy's here. Daddy's back. Danny, 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 open the door. You forgot to shovel the walk. Danny, Danny, daddy's awful mad at you. I looked down, and I was standing at the door, reaching for the knob. I didn't remember even getting off the couch or setting my drink down. I didn't forget to shovel, I told it, stepping slowly away from the door. I'm going to do it when it stops snowing. <laughs> oh, Danny, Danny, Danny. Don't you know it's never going to stop? Aren't you sorry, Danny? Danny, Danny, you're going to be so sorry if you don't get out of here and see your daddy. 
My dad's not out there. I said this more to me than to whatever was on the porch. It felt good, like I was getting a handle on something. So I said it again. My dad's not out there. It's the middle of the damn snowstorm and he's been dead 15 years. And I don't know what you are, but you're not my dad. The gibbering started again. It stopped saying my name and went back to running back and forth across the porch like it was throwing a tantrum. I don't know why it latched on to my dad. Maybe because he was the first thing I thought of. Maybe because I hadn't thought about him in a long time. I don't know, but I listened to it barreling across my porch, babbling sometimes in my dad's voice, sometimes in the same low voice I heard first, sometimes something else entirely. It ran back and forth on the porch for almost four hours. I never unmuted the TV, just stared at the blinds covering the windows of the porch and finished the bottle of Jack. Finally, the sun came up. The sky got ivory white and the sun was behind the clouds somewhere, but it got light out and the thing stopped. I was pretty wasted by then, but I waited another half hour, waited to be sure it was gone and that the morning had really made it go. Remember how I said more whiskey? Kind of a lot of whiskey? Well, I meant it. I'm going to need a lot more to get through this because I checked the weather report today and another winter storm is coming through tonight, up to six more inches by tomorrow morning. I don't know if I'll make it to tomorrow morning. Once I started drinking, as soon as I woke up this afternoon, before I passed out to my all-nighter, I finally looked at the porch. The snow was deep, maybe up to my shins, if I really got out there and waded in it, but not so deep on the porch. There was enough to leave tracks. And the damnedest thing is, there were tracks, but only hands. No footprints. None at all. Just a hundred handprints all over my snow-dusted porch, clear as day. Sorry if this doesn't make much sense. I'm drunk, and it doesn't, doesn't make much sense to me either. But it's going to be dark soon, and all I can think about is what's coming back, what speaks in my dad's voice, and what walks on its hands in the snow in the night. And you know what? I am sorry. Are, are you there? I'm here. Uh, is that the story? Yeah. That's an abrupt kind of ending. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm processing. I'm processing. I was like listening and I'm now processing. Um, is this Jack Torrance by any chance? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, like, <laughs> Daddy, 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 boy. Oh, <laughs> are you, are you? yeah, yeah. Um, um, interesting. <laughs> you have nothing else uh, to say? No, I'm. Is this a is? I why do I feel like I've read this before? Like this is a. It's a good story. It's a good story. If I if I did read this before, I guess I did not remember the ending being like that. Um, it seems kind of abrupt. Is I don't know. If the, is this a popular creepy pasta? Um. <laughs> Danny story or something like that <laughs> um no i found this on thought catalog it actually is just fiction it's a huh. it's from a writer um she writes a lot of horror i guess uh but yeah i thought it was really good because i just the image of someone on their hands being crazy i was like oh <laughs> that's gross yeah um uh 
What do you think the voice actually was? Like, do you think he was actually insane? Or oh, no. was it a ghost? No. Or was it a doppelganger? No, I do not subscribe to the they're just insane narrative. We don't play that game. If we're going to go hard, we're going to go all the way. <laughs> we're going to say it's a fucking demon or something. <laughs> I feel like I kept thinking about the movie Us. Um, how the kids doppelganger kind of like walked on all fours and stuff. And that was really weird. Um, I don't know necessarily mm-hmm. that it was a doppelganger I mean, though. Funny enough, like the movie Us ends up having the most ordinary explanation ever, which is they're just clones. They're just other humans. They're like nothing supernatural. It's actually kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> like we kept them entrapped in tunnels for years. So really, really it's not that extraordinary. Um, but this, I think it could be a demon. I think that's a good that's a good thing to bring up. I think it could be like a demon trying to impersonate the father to. I don't know. Drive this guy to insanity, get something out of him, maybe make him weak so he can possess his body. Like, I don't know. Anything of that sort. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, I also... The thing I liked about it is that it was kind of a slow burn, and um, for some reason in my mind, the thing I was expecting when he opened the door was to be, like, his dad's exhumed body, which is really gross, but, like, I was glad that that wasn't what it was. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting something like that, too. Like, or... Uh, I don't know, some gross apparition, like something, something, something. Um, but I also kind of like that there wasn't something because that leaves it open to interpretation. Like, I don't know. I liked it. I, I mean, I like it too. I don't think I like it as much as you do. I get it for the same reason. You're like ambiguous girl. Like, I don't, I'm not vibing. Like, my stories, you can tell, I mean, uh, clearly fake but still they, they have that element of like oh you know what happened exactly like oh it was the fucking monster following the guy in the car or um you know yeah okay what do you got for me um good story though i i i, I do like it i i appreciate the story it's interesting um i have uh, a couple of uh short stories this these are good um this one's called it started as a leak The rainy season began in early summer, and June had been no exception. It did not surprise the man when he discovered rainwater dripping from his dining room ceiling. Shrugging it off, he placed a tall pot behind the leak and expected it to stop on its own. However, it continued to rain, and before he knew it, the pot would threaten to overflow. He had to dump the water out first thing in the morning and straight after he returned home from work. Eventually, he began to notice water damage at the source of the leak. The white ceiling had discolored, turning a dull shade of brown. He checked the weather and realized that it would continue to rain sporadically over the next 10 days. The man was worried about the ceiling, mildewing, and becoming an expensive repair, so he called a local handyman. Unfortunately, the man could not sign to have the repairs done, only his landlord could. It was was a frustrating policy. The man called his landlord, but could not reach him. He left him a few voicemails, detailing how the damage was becoming progressively worse. The man was clueless as to why his landlord would not return his calls. They usually kept in touch, speaking at least twice a month. Finally, he reasoned that he would not be held accountable for any damages sustained. One night, the man was startled awake by a massive thump. He quickly turned on his bedside lamp and just vaguely, he could see an overturned table and a large shape laying across it. He sprinted out of his apartment and called the police, gagging at the smell. The man sat in the police station with a blanket wrapped around his shoulders and a coffee mug resting in his hands. He did know one thing. 
there had been a dead body in his ceiling, and the water had saturated it so badly that it caved under the weight. So far, the body was unidentifiable due to the rainwater and was being autopsied. While the man waited, he called his landlord and finally reached him, panicking as he explained the situation. His landlord was just as alarmed, and the man pleaded for him to come to the station while he made a statement. The man paused as the detective crossed over to him, and he lowered his phone, wondering if the body had been identified. His blood ran immediately cold, and he shook his head with terror. The body belonged to Richard Thompson, his landlord, and he had died over a year ago. That's not what disturbed him the most, though. If his landlord was dead, then who was pretending to be him? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I was hoping for a better ending where it's like, if my landlord is dead, who am I paying? <laughs> Where's my money? <laughs> That's funny. Um... The, it, it's funny. Very different vibes. Like, the first story was really just spooky, straight up spooky. The second one was kind of sad. This one was... It didn't feel spooky. It felt like I was watching, like, Clue. Like, that's what it felt like. Like, ooh, who done it? Um, but I still liked it. I don't know. I just, I thought it was, I thought it was good. Um, oh my god. Okay, so something else I have. Um, you, what? What? Nothing. I just thought that was a little silly. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what you're worried um, about but... here? You're not worried about the fact that the dead guy's been on top? Like, okay, <laughs> fine, whatever. <laughs> no, he's like, then. Who have I been talking to? That's, that's it's a real worry. Oh Listen, come okay. on, it's probably just um, his brother. And why is he so? <laughs> and, yeah, I know. Can you imagine? <laughs> like it's probably nothing. Like, and why is he so good at impersonating my landlord? <laughs> like he's not spooked at all by the fact that there was like a dead body on top of him. Like what? While he was sleeping for a whole year, he's like, why does he sound so much like him? Are they related? Yeah. Um, okay. So this is called um, The Wheels on the Bus Go Round and Round. Just kidding. It's called I Sat on the Bus. Um, uh, <laughs> let's go. I sat on the bus. It almost reads like a poem because it's short. I sat on the bus on my way to school, listening to music and paying little to no attention to the other students. At one of the, oh, Me in high school. At one of the stops, my mind snapped back to reality. I looked towards a small house. Tommy's house, I thought. A hand slipped through the drapes of the window and waved the bus driver to move on. He's sick, I thought, paying no large amount of attention to the situation. The day flew by. I watched the local news channel after school, and what I heard paralyzed me. Tommy's entire family was murdered that day by an unknown suspect. After hearing these news, I moved back up to my room and quietly fell asleep. He, he wasn't, like, shocked at all, okay? The next day, I sat on the bus. We drove past Tommy's house, and the bus driver, unaware of Tommy's family's fate, stopped at his home. As I was about to get up and explain to her what had happened, something caught my eye. A pale hand slipped through the, win through the drapes of the window and waved the bus driver to move on. I sat on the bus, terrified. That's the end. <laughs> hmm. It's just... I don't know. I was like, hmm. <laughs> when I read it, that's how I went. I went. Can you read that to me again? No, sorry. Don't read the entire thing. Read the last yes. three sentences again. So, okay. We drove past Tommy's house and the bus driver, unaware of Tommy's family's fate, stopped at his home. As I was about to get up and explain to the driver what had happened, something caught my eye. A pale hand slipped through the drapes of the window and waved the bus driver to move on, just like the day prior. I sat on the bus, 
terrifying. A hand? Just a hand went through? Yeah. Was it like a ghost like, hand? Like, like, no, 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 no. Okay, so this, they took me like two rates to get it too, funny enough. Um, this kid is in the bus and he sees like the, the bus stops like to pick up because you know the bus stops every now and then to pick up kids it stops at this guy who i guess this kid knows his name is tommy stops at tommy's house but he sees that a hand like you know pushes through the curtains of one of the windows of the house and it does the motion of like oh move on like move on like he's not coming to the bus today you know what i mean yeah and, and so the bus driver keeps moving and then the next day like, but then that night, the kid hears that like Tommy's family was murdered, and the next day he still sees the hand saying like, "Oh, move on!" Like motioning, like move on, and he's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and that's, you know. So the ghost was in the house. It's not the ghost. It's the killer. <laughs> There's a killer. <laughs> oh my god, Shannon! Did, did I? Did we hear the same story? Like, what's going on? Um, no, I listen. It's just. The inner the listening on the phone's kind of difficult, so like I can't hear like every single word you say. <laughs> Basically, like this, the family of this kid gets murdered, and the murderer like waves to the bus driver when the bus oh. like go gets to the house. Oh, like oh go go on. I They're thought it was just their to today. dad, or but it's just like. <laughs> No, but it's just, like, a hand seen through the window, mm. you know? So, like, the kid that's narrating this story can't tell if, that, if that's Tommy's dad or not because he can't see the face. It's just a hand mm. saying, basically, like, oh, move on. That's a little um, ambiguous. I don't think I then, would actually move on if I was that bus driver. <laughs> well, like, that's a th- Did you ever take the bus to school? That's, of like, course. a thing. Like, parents sometimes are, like... Well, I mean, I feel like that could that could count. I, I mean, don't know. you know, like if it's a small town, no no murders happen, then like the bus driver would probably trust that that's the hand of one of the parents and not a fucking killer. Because like, what are the odds? Uh, and they would just keep driving. I thought they died just um, like randomly. I didn't hear the murdered part. I was like, oh, they're dead. That's nice. No, there was a murder. <laughs> yeah, there was a murder. The whole family was killed. Um, and then the next day, there was still a hand saying "move on" very calmly. And so the kid obviously freaks the fuck out because he's like, oh, holy shit, that's the killer. Um, uh, how you doing? So that's the story. The last story I have, it's also pretty short, so you can probably do your story too. And it is called Seaweed. Bitch, this fucking story? I can't. Listen. <sighs> My grandmother grew up in the slums of Prohibition era Chicago. Her family lived in a small house near the harbor, and one of her earliest memories was of a particularly hot summer when seeking respite from the heat. Res- respite? Respite. How do you say that? A res- respite? Yeah. Is that it? I don't know. Say it again. The, the <laughs> seeking res- respite from the respite. heat? Respite. From yeah. the he- like seeking shelter from the heat. Yeah. Respite. Respite. Okay, I'm sure that <laughs> the listeners are thrilled by this. It's they, they love this. <laughs> um, seeking respite from the heat. She and her sister discovered a seldom-used section of boardwalk near an abandoned warehouse. Every night for several weeks, the two girls would make their way down, making my way downtown to the docks. The two girls would make their way down to the docks. (laughs) Are you surprised that I have issues paying attention? (laughs) 
<laughs> that's to keep the attention because I, I mean maybe you're different than me but i have add and if people don't like make a funny i'll just get lost it's hard for me to pay attention to your stories especially if they're long as shit but i still like your story anyway um so these girls uh, go down to the docks and they sit together on the edge of the pier as the sun goes down my grandmother vividly and for a time fondly recall the feel of the seaweed between her toes as she and her sister dangle their feet into the murky water it wasn't until years later that she returned to the pier and found that the warehouse had been demolished. Curious, she made an inquiry with the Department of Planning and Development. Apparently, the warehouse had been owned for a time by the mob, who was using it as a base of operations for a local prostitution racket. It had only been uncovered when an associate began quote-unquote disposing of rival hookers by fitting oh. them with concrete shoes and dumping them into the harbor. Oh. Investigating officers had recovered nearly two dozen bodies from the waters of a secluded pier nearby. How had the bodies been discovered? A passing fisherman spotted some of the victims' hair floating near the surface of the water, like seaweed. <gasps> Ew. Bitch. I can't. Uh, my stomach is curling. I'm hurling. Listen. <laughs> wow. That's disgusting. I hate that. It's disgusting, but also fucking terrifying. Like, just like the sudden realization that that grandma must have had now as a grown woman of like, holy shit. Like, what I was playing with with my toes was fucking like hooker hair. <laughs> not that it being a hooker makes it worse. That's not what I mean. I just mean <laughs> hair. <laughs> um, oh my god. Ew. And also, ugh. Anyway, those are my stories. Ha. All right. Um, yeah. Spooky. Spooky <laughs> AF. Um, do you want to hear my last one? Yeah, totally, totally. Okay. So, here we go. This doesn't have a title. I literally just found this in a, um, what do you call it, compilation on Thought Catalog. So here we go. When I was four years old, I came into the kitchen holding onto a large teddy bear. My grandparents who were visiting with my aunts and uncles asked me where I got the bear. I told them Big Grandma gave it to me. Big Grandma was the nickname my grandfather's mother, Rose, was called by the grandkids. Rose died 20 years before I was born. It was a sad death, so no photos were kept around, and she wasn't spoken about much. My grandfather took the bear from me and looked at it. On the right foot of the bear was an embroidery. It was my name, the date 3-18-1996, two days prior, and a rose. This scared them even more because Rose used to embroider every stuffed animal she gave to the kids, with their name, the date, and a rose. They didn't really know what to do with the bear because even though it was scary it was from Grandma Rose, they put it in the attic. My grandma put me down for a nap so the adults could talk about what happened and not scare me. When she came to wake me up a few hours later, the bear was in my arms as I slept. She screamed and everyone came to check on her. They all saw me with the same bear again. And apparently I told them, Grandma Rose said not to take my bear away. They didn't touch it again. There are several old photos my grandparents have of me and this bear, and I've been told the same story by multiple family members who were there that day. My grandfather refuses to talk to me about it and gets very angry when I bring the bear up. While I don't remember it actually happening because I was so young, I do remember the bear and never thinking it was weird or scary. Just one of my favorite toys. That's it. Mm. It's not really spooky. That's pretty good. I think that's... No, but but it is spooky because it's, it's more believable than my bus story. <laughs> it, it, I think it's reasonably believable. And that's pretty scary because like, that shit 
happens. I mean, it's also kind of sweet because it's like, you know, like oh, like the grandma's looking over her, like I. But still, you know, it's well. Good. That one is the one that may or may not be true because it was um, in a compilation of like true ghost stories from submissions from people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Maybe it. Maybe it is. I mean, like I said, it sounds kind of believable. So did your first story. Like, obviously, the one you read in the middle was fiction. Mm-hmm. It, it was good, though, still. But, like, the the first and last, I, I don't know. I mean, they could be real. Like, I don't... They don't sound so extravagant that I count them out. So... I could be good real. Picking. You could be real, <laughs> but we know you're not. You will always be a little wooden puppet, and you'll never be a real girl. <laughs> On that note... Um, everyone, thank you for listening. Um, uh, episode 49 is um, uh, coming out next week. Send us ideas. We've got on a couple ideas for episodes. Um, uh, we should be doing some of those soon, but we're not quite sure in what order. So we're still taking more ideas. We're still thinking more about what we want to do for future episodes, including the Big Five O. So we'll see what happens, but we are definitely open to suggestions. So if you want to send some, uh, do DM us at TalkScary on Twitter or at ScaryTalk on Facebook. Or... Since we now have an Instagram, I think I forgot to mention that. You can also DM us on Instagram at TalkScary because the fucking username I want is never available. <laughs> Except for Facebook, apparently. Um, so, at TalkScary on Instagram. Slide into our DMs. Let us know. Fucks up. Give us a suggestion. Um, <laughs> Shannon, anything else? I'm tired and my bedtime is in 30 minutes. <laughs> uh yeah we're recording at um 7 p.m in shannon's at grandma so she has to go to bed soon Um, (laughs) we had bedtime no but um tuckered out (laughs) true um uh thank you everyone for joining us on this campfire um uh, we hope you had a good time and your hands are warm now if not approach the fire just get warmed up um uh also we're on all podcast listening platforms you guys already know the drill we're everywhere just go to your podcast listening platform look us up we're there you should already be there if you're listening to this though (laughs) um uh, remember that the dinos are real the mothman (laughs) is fake don't need any large mothmen before bedtime and uh, dinners are real too um uh, thank you everyone for listening we'll see you next week good night Bye bye